0: joined by Jimmy Hyams now love visiting with Jimmy longtime uh, SEC uh, writer columnist uh, formerly with the uh, sports animal Jim how are you sir?
1: doing fine Dave How are you and Caleb?
0: We're, we're doing well doing well. It's getting to that point where you start to look at the upcoming season and have and make these preseason predictions. So if I were to come up to you as I'm sure people do and say Jimmy, how the ball is going to do in 2024. What would you say at this point?
1: I've got them at eight and four.
0: Now I reserve the
1: right to change that because I don't know what the roster is going to look like next week, maybe even tomorrow. <laughs> Who knows uh, with the transfer portal, but I've got them at eight and four. I, I think they lose to Alabama and Georgia and at Oklahoma. And then I think somebody else gets them. So I, I'm at eight and four. If I were to lean in a direction, I'd go nine and three, but that's where I am with Tennessee for next year.
0: Okay, so I purposefully came into this conversation not asking Caleb where he stood on it. So I, I want to ask you right now, Caleb, where are you? you? Can only win twelve games, I believe, maybe thirteen. In,
2: in the regular season, I've got them eleven and one, and if they go eight and four, Jimmy, Josh Heupel, it's time to axe them because I don't know how they're going to do any better than they're going to do in 2024 and under, in the future under Josh Heupel. I think 2024 is the max year, and if they go eight and four, they're not going to be able to recruit for the future because Heupel will be selling a stagnant program at that point that looks a lot like Auburn's program under Gus Malzahn looked in the second half of the 2010s. So who's the loss to? I think they'll lose to Alabama or Georgia, but I don't think they'll lose both. Okay, And I think they run the table everywhere else.
0: Jim, I am surprised um, when when you when you have uh, Tennessee at eight wins that you're at eight. I thought you might be at, at nine and ten. Should Tennessee fans, if they end up at eight wins, be disappointed over that now that you would be in year four, if that's right, you're four? Yeah, yeah you're th- four.
1: they would be disappointed, just like I think they were disappointed that they won eight games this past year. So I think there was a little disappointment with this record after an 11-win season. Uh, I had them winning nine games uh, going into last season. Uh, So I missed by one. I I actually thought they would beat Florida, and my reasoning was, and people said, oh, well, they never beat Florida at Florida. It's also the first time I can ever remember where Tennessee had 19 senior starters and Florida had two. That was the reason I took Tennessee to beat Florida. And Tennessee played poorly at Florida. They played poorly on offense or defense. And I know that there are a lot of people that think, well, if Nico – the MLA if had been the quarterback. They'd have won 10 games this past year. I, I don't, there's not one game on the schedule that I can look at and say they'd have won it if Nico was quarterback. So I disagree with that mindset. I think Nico's really good, but I also have right now, I have questions about a supporting cast and I think it needs to be better at receiver and they need more depth at running back. And I don't think their offensive line right now is very good. I think it's very average.
2: Jimmy, I, I want to address that because you did talk about Nico's supporting cast in an article we wrote recently, and I guess that's why you're worried about the 8-4 and four season. But isn't it also fair to say that that was a makeshift supporting cast in the Citrus Bowl that – I mean, the offensive line is not going to look like that next year. Cooper Mays is coming back. We assume Javante Spragans is coming back, um, and Javante Spragans wasn't in that game. And the receiving core is going to be totally different with Brew McCoy coming back, Mike Matthews, Chris Brazzle, Braylon Staley. So taking that into account – Is it like in terms of his supporting cast, is it the only real concern from that game the fact that Dylan Sampson is the most useless pass blocker in the history of pass blocking running backs? Well,
1: there was another running back a couple of years ago that wasn't very good at it either, and his name was Jalen Wright. He ended up being pretty good. So, I uh, uh, Dylan Sampson as a pass blocker is not a finished product, is that that's about as nice way as I can say it uh samson's a really good running back he's a very good player and he can be a difference maker obviously he does need to learn how to pass protect a little bit better uh maybe you coach around that a little bit i think the receiving core has a chance to be pretty good but there's a lot of speculation with that i think McCoy is really good i don't think he's a first round draft pick but i think he's a good receiver i think that matthews has a chance to be really good if he's a five-star They need Thornton to play like they hoped he would. They think the the two-lane transfer of Brazil, 44 catches last year, but we thought Thornton was going to be a big impact player right away. So, to me, there's just a lot of unproven commodities at the receiver core. I think Squirrel White is a really good complementary receiver. He's not a number one guy. They don't have anybody that scares me like Jalen Hyde or Cedric Tillman on this roster.
0: Uh, Looking at your story that's uh, on offthehooksports.com right now, grading – Tennessee quarterback Nico's uh, on field support. Um, if there were three guys that you could pull off this roster or that are coming in that you think are most likely to elevate their play by step that you could point to and say, that could change the way I feel about the skill position players. Who might those three guys be the
1: uh, current players or incoming players?
0: It can be both. If you think somebody's that good coming in, but I would think most of them would be current to some extent.
1: Well, one of them that I think I think McCoy is really good. I think Squirrel White is is a good receiver. Uh, the The rest of the receivers that are returning didn't really impress me much. So I would say either Brazil or Matthews. That would be one. At uh, the offensive line position, right now I don't Spraggins would be one of them, uh, and and he's coming off a torn MCL, but he would be one of them because they need to make sure that the offensive line is fortified. They need to make sure that they're good up front to protect Nico. For uh, the other one, uh, and this might – Caleb might like this one, uh, Cam Seldon. Uh, I do not think
2: really?
1: – yeah, I don't think – Trent Richardson look, vision. <laughs> the,
2: the,
1: <laughs> um, the reason I say that is Tennessee had a three-headed monster at running back last year with Wright, with Small, with Samson. Well, right now it's only Samson unless – Seldon's really good. Seldon also could be your short yardage running back. He's big enough. He's strong enough to do that. So he he needs to be a really good player. And I like Samson a lot. Don't get me wrong. But you can't go into this league with one running back, especially the way Tennessee runs its offense. So I think to would be a key to this
2: team. Jimmy, did you but- – Did you I I don't you may not have because it it was a giant internet meme in like 2015. But did you ever see that freeze frame of an internet picture of Trent Richardson with the Raiders when there's a giant hole on the right and then he runs right to the left into the crowd of everybody. And uh, (laughs) that was Cam Seldon on that third and one against Iowa last week. There was a giant hole on one side and he took the exact opposite side. And I'm sorry. I look at that. I'm like, if you can't see that hole, can you ever develop into a decent running back?
1: Of course you can. You can't look at one play and then throw somebody in the trash can. I can. Come on. <laughs> I like, can. You
2: shouldn't. You shouldn't.
0: You portions, should never miss
2: on that play.
0: Portions of the program brought to well, you by Andy Mason, AndyMasonRealEstate.com. About 40 years in that office of handling real estate. Best service, no question about it. Best prices in the biz. Andy Mason, AndyMasonRealEstate.com.